Ladbroker on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. That's right, good morning, wherever you might be, right around Australia. We are jam-packed again on the eve of a huge weekend. Group 1's right around the nation, and you can get involved. There are a couple of ways, 0499 736 736 via the text. If you're listening via SCN Track or the Ladbrokes Live channel, right around the nation, Ladbroke it, get the app, gamble responsibly. Huge weekend, Dan Cobby. How you doing, brother? I'm back. You I'm are back. back. It's a miracle. I can't believe I've been welcomed back. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's a good show last week, boys. Um, geez, I caught plenty of stick. So it's uh, <laughs> time for revenge this morning, but I'm up and about. And... It, it, so you listened and all watched last week? Uh, watch the replay. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fair enough. Too, but <laughs> I mean, just, just to so you know, and I don't know if this makes any difference to the revenge you're going to try and serve up today, but Quinny had like another 15 things that we had to cut in the ad break. So just, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Hello, you know, Quinn. And you know what, well, just quickly... I actually got a message from a very, very, very prominent person saying, Cam Luke had your back. Yeah, yeah absolutely he I did. did. Yeah. He did, which is absolutely disappointing. I That's did. why you're sitting next to him. Yep. One of the things they did can, they said it wasn't appropriate. I made a list. I was like, we should have like a reality dating show with racing identities. And the winner gets to date you. You give them a rose at the end, but they, they can <laughs> that one. I have got the list, though, that I prepared just in case we need to go back to it. I was hoping I could borrow uh, Adam's farm so I can go and farm a once a wife, but he won't lend it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, Quiddy, hello to you. You've had a haircut. You look right. He's, he's looking good. Hair, he looks he? great. He's yeah. um, he's had a good he's week. A, is that a Joey Scandizo? It's a rock ebony at a different rock ebony, right. and uh, it's not coloured at the moment. So I'm a little self-conscious. I think the key is to keep it short. Yeah, no, it's partly coloured. No, there's no colour. Well, there might yeah. be like residual colour from the previous. So colour. when you did your black shoes for the races, you ran a bit through the side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning your trick. You, you know, Can you know, your trick. He's had a good week, Quinn. He's up and about because, of course, he, he dropped that infamous Ferrari photo on social media <laughs> on Saturday. And he got some love, so he was feeling good on the weekend. Caused uh, caused untold <laughs> grief at my end with people calling me all sorts of uh, uncomplimentary <laughs> names after that photo. So, um, big seat you're in there. Campbell Brown seat. Yeah, it's massive, isn't couldn't it? We done a, couldn't we have done a live cross to the Noosa Surf Club or wherever the great man is? Well, I believe that he actually might have had to come back early because he spent all his budget bringing an international jockey over for a horse that wasn't going to run in the All-Star Mile. <laughs> a week ago, no, he's not going the All-Star Mile laws of indices. Well, then all of a sudden... It's in and we're bringing over a uh, jock. you just got to hope for uh, Campbell's sake that uh, the visa gets declined so he doesn't have to pay for his flights <laughs> over. Because, well, Ocean will want the private jet. We're looking mm -hmm. at, I don't know, from, from where he is, I'd say 350000 US probably. He's going to add a lot it's, to the race, though. Ocean uh, coming. Absolutely. The race, the race needs him I, to come. I, I will tell a story about last year on Oaks Night. Uh, he tried to get into Bar Bambi and he asked Brownie if he could get him in and Brownie said, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, four months later, I, I he's banking on it in a five-year race. Now the square up. <laughs> I can confirm that happened because the <laughs> most infamous show in this show's history happened the following Yeah, morning. Oh, yes. Can you yeah. remember that, No, Nick? I can't. We've moved on from no, that okay. show. Is that post-Oaks Day? Yes. Nah. That was the actual only radio show in the history of the world where we had an ambulance on standby for Nick Quinn and Campbell oh. Brown in the second half of the show. You left, didn't you? You missed the whole segment, which is remarkable. Oh, I just right. had nothing to offer with the topic, so I thought I'd just stand down and I'll let you gentlemen handle it. 0499736736. Let's get into First Things First. On the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast, First Things First. 
You can go first, Dano. What do you got for us? Uh, Mickey D. Absolutely flying, isn't he, Mickey D? Um, it's been a... Obviously, he had a, a good few years, and he sort of just went off the boil a little bit, but he's had a great six months, and the way that he's travelling, um, can't see why he can't continue it and, and continue on his ways. Here's the graphic. Um, Metropolitan, that was obviously the first. He then won the mile, which has now been obviously changed name again. Binary stud sake, see you four. Australian Guineas obviously at 150 to 1 and then it sort of went a little bit quiet for him but not only just in group 1s but it went quiet in terms of his day to day rides but the last 6 months has been incredible. Caulfield Cup, it really Victoria Derby, hit you when you see Blue that Diamond, graphic, Australian it? Guineas. Really hit you like that's a super CV. He's flying literally, you know what he's doing at the moment in between yes. race riding? He's training to be a pilot. Well, Glenn Boss would be teaching him. Oh, how good. Well, I think he's got his Those jockeys. Oh, chopper licence, I think. Yeah, yeah. Got, just, yeah. just quickly, while you, well, you mentioned Glenn Boss, uh, our man, it, you know, later in Boss's career when it was, it wasn't a gunfight, that, that's way too diminishing of, of some of the race rides he was having, but you just had so much confidence in Glenn Boss. You, like, if you'd never ridden the horse and you're sitting down, you're having the conversation about, hey, we kind of need someone, we don't have a regular jockey. Boss, he's going to stand up and deliver in the big moments. Now, I'm not saying Mickey D's there yet, but that's the type of confidence that Connections would have. He rolls in, and in, in all sports, there's athletes who just handle the massive moments. In all sports, and there are plenty of athletes who do not. Mickey D has proven, in particular in the last six months, that he handles the moment as almost as well as any jockey in the country right now in the biggest races. So he's all of a sudden, again, not suggesting he's going to ride less or not be as prominent outside of Group 1s, but he's, a guy, he's the first guy you have. If you don't have a regular jockey to sort of umming and ahhing, and there's of course plenty of opportunities where there's big group ones in Sydney and Melbourne, oh hang on, Mickey D's going to stand up and deliver. So he, he is, he's proven himself in the last six months most certainly that if there's a horse that you need someone or something ridden well, he's your man. It yeah. would be incredible if he won on your horse this Saturday, Espiona. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Look, we'll Keep your powder dry. Wouldn't Keep that be something? You've got to remember, it's, it's gone back to Sydney, so it's <laughs> off to the dairy farm, all right? <laughs> 0 736 You can always fire up the conversation as well with our first things first on the eve of a big weekend. What do you got, Nicholas? Well, it's been a great race, the Newmarket Handicap, this century. It's also been a graveyard for favourites. We have to go back to Haylist all the way in 2012 to find the last winning favourite. He was a $3.20 market leader. I beg your pardon, three eighty. Since that point in time, we've had moment of change, three twenty second. Samaretti, $4.00 running sixth. Lankin Ruby, $3.00 running sixth. Chautauqua, 245 favourite running third. Spieth, a 440 favourite running ninth. Merchant Navy, 650 running second. Osborne Bulls, 420 running second. Exceedance, 330 running sixth. Then September Run as a 280 favourite ran a lovely tenth. And then we come home with Lost and Running at 4.20, running 14th. I wish I win, certainly in that bracket from an SP perspective. And all of a sudden, you might be a little less bullish after looking at those recent statistics. Probably the biggest debate is who runs favourite. Like, the money's trending towards in secret running favourite now ahead of I wish I win because of all the talk about the weights, and that's mm. a big thing. And, and also, three-year-old fillies have actually got a pretty good record in the race. So um, that's probably why they're, they're leaning that way slightly. But, look, it's a good point. I mean, it's a big field. It's as much about luck in running and also getting to the right part on the track. And we discuss that in the lab, which will be up um, any minute. Who are we tipping in the lab? You have uh, to wait and see. Very, yeah. very, <laughs> very different. Very differently. Just with in you know, secret. History would say otherwise. But anyway, that's... Just with in secret now firming into favouritism, I think, 
it's it's the early money's there at the moment in terms of you know your recreational stuff. But I think when the the big players get involved late, it's going to be intriguing to see which way they go because she doesn't come here off the same setup as what she did in the spring. So I'm intrigued to it's, see how. Now that, explain that because it's very different, isn't it? She was rock hard and seasoned in springtime, wasn't she? Um, she's fourteen but, back to twelve, similar, but. She's got a different break. And but I mean, also her, her, her ratings going into it, the racing correct. and sports guys are saying she's rating 8 to 10 below what she was Spot at the on. same time of last yeah. campaign before going into that Coolmore. Yeah. So it looks like it's the same setup, but then you've got the difference in weeks in terms of runs, and then obviously she's not rating as highly. So oh, I'm intrigued to see the how they play it. on social media on this race mm -hmm. are incredible. Like, some people are massively in the I wish I win corner, and others are saying can't possibly win with the weight and where it's going to be in the run. Whereas... I reckon you're driving an absolute wedge down the middle with are you for or against in secret having a chance in the race. So it's a great talking race, you've got to say that. My best of the weekend is in the race. We'll get to that a little later on in the show. I do want to ask you about... And is it one about... of those two? No. Ooh. I, I, I want to talk about I wish I win in the weight, right? So Peter Moody did a very fascinating sort of passive-aggressive interview on Racing.com on Monday night. After so the he'll be elite. filthy on the weight. Well, he was. He was. And he said for a non-Group 1 winner, 56 and a half, and he, he kind of alluded to Jeff O'Connor, his racing manager, and, oh, we might not run him, which, is, of course, was just all sort of bluster. The, the, the thing I, I wonder about in this situation is, and I don't know if this is the wrong or right way to look at it, but he won a Golden Eagle, right? Which hasn't got Group 1 status officially, but everybody looks at it as a Group 1 calibre race, Right? Well, it would have rated a Group 1 race. That's my point. Race, so traditionally, yeah. handicappers in the past, before these races started bobbing up, didn't sort of take that into consideration. Do you think that handicappers are now looking at that? And, and Moose can say, well, he's never won a Group 1 race. He doesn't deserve 56 and a half. And the handicappers can lead on and say, well, hang on a second. You're right, technically. But he just bolted or didn't bolt. Well, he's won a Group 1 quality race. This yeah. is the point, that's, right? That's now, are you OK with handicappers leaning on that? So what handicapper wouldn't take an Everest performance into an equation that's, that's, as a Group that's, 1 that's the way standard I race? You know? I think what it makes it look worse here is the fact that horses like Rock and Horse and Bella Nipatina are currently, you know, I guess, carrying less weight than him. Mm. But you've got to remember, they've got the two kilo allowance. So they're actually oh, above him. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So that's, what you look, people, that's a you very look at, good point. You look at Private Eye, Marzu in front of him, Rock and Horse, Bella Nipatina, what other horses are really going to carry more weight than him? So I just, yeah, well, I think it's all relative, you know what I mean? of nature yeah. strip that's what I'm saying, yeah. being above them Spot and on. neither of those horses exactly. in the race means we don't have a natural top weight, yes. do we? Yeah, exactly right. I think that in, uh, in this particular, it is extremely open, right? And you've seen that in the last decade as the statue just got... I think it's a great race. I think it's almost the best race of the Melbourne autumn based on how unpredictable it is. Now, we don't have the absolute creme de la creme top-line sprinters or Nature Strip. You know, they, they, they don't understand why because of the, the handicap conditions. But the very fact is, I think this is the most intriguing, probably best, interesting race of the Melbourne autumn. I think that's fair to say. I don't think it's going to be a vintage new market, but it's a, it's a handy field, it's a competitive field, and it's, um, yeah, it's certainly one of the better races of the autumn. Yeah, I think if it had, um, uh, to me, the two parts it's missing, or the two pieces it's missing from being the next generation is... Uh, Giga Kick and Uncommon James. I think they're the two missing from it that would take it to that next level. But, you know, I, first things first, I'm going to jump in now because yes. it relates to it. I, I really think that I wish I win could become the next big thing or one of the next big things in racing. So, I mean, if you have a look at the performances off 
first campaign for Peter Moody back in the spring, and now you have a look what we've seen, the one performance back in autumn. Um, if I wish I win can build off that easily career best performance first up in the Lightning um, and win this, uh, and then... Because I, th I think... I think we're seeing the versatility and the brilliance of the horse being trained to sprint, but I still think around that 1,400 to 1,600 is going to be the, the absolute sweet, sweet spot for the horse going ahead. Uh, for people who continually watch this show and it debuted in the spring, and, and, and thank you to all six million of you, the very fact is you mentioned a lot that I wish I win is a huge chance to end up in a Cox play. I'm not sure if you officially tipped it a couple of weeks out, but you said if it wins a Turak, it'll go to a Cox plate. Peter Moody referenced that in this interview on Racing.com on Monday night. He spoke about where the horse is best positioned. And, of course, this particular preparation is, is all about a, a sprinting campaign. But he said, had he won the Turak last year and things had gone a little differently on that day, he would have ended up in a Cox Plate. So do, these great horses always have flexibility and the ability to be able to be trained to certain distances. I have fully 100% always believed that Black Caviar could have won a Cox Plate had he been able to find a way to keep her sound enough to train her for a 2,000 metre race. And this is what yeah. he can win from, he's running huge in a Group 1 1,000 in the Lightning and can go to 2,000 metres. And he didn't rule out a mile and a half, which but, is amazing. But can he get to 2,000? We haven't I even felt seen that's him, right? Yeah. Uh, true, but... Well, I, clearly he, Moody depends he on... Like, I think it depends on how the horse is trained. But that's the thing, though, Hammer, is that if he goes out, this, this preparation's all about the sprints, right? Mm. So if he goes whack, 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 or whatever he does in the runs to come... You think that if you've got a gilding like I wish I win, you're going to go to a Cox Plate or you're going to go to an Everest next campaign? Mm. You're going to an Everest. What would you do? You go to the Everest? Oh, if you're going to, if he's going to perform the next few runs over sprint trips, mm. it's just like it's a. It's the a only gilding, slight like where he is because he's still young and as as he matures, whether he's going to be as sharp. Because I I, I still think naturally, absolutely naturally, he's. He's more of a middle distance horse because yeah. he relaxes so well early in his race. But I think if you can perform that well first up, 1,000 metres in a lightning, yes. he's certainly not daring up to the point of, of October, you wouldn't have thought. And I think to run out a strong 1,200 metres at Randwick up the rise and potentially on a rain-affected surface, you probably want that 1,400 mm. metre horse anyway. So I don't think it's a... Anyway, that's what I think. I don't think he's a Cox Plate horse. And I um, think... His quality's there, without doubt. I just don't know if yeah. he's a 2,000 metre horse. And I think we've got to... Get this. Today we want to just pigeonhole horses yeah. too too early, don't we? Like you think back to, well, before your time, Dan. But some of the horses I fell in love with, like Shaftesbury Avenue, could win over 1,100 metres in the very best of company, but still still run up to a mile and a half. Look at Mahogany. Know? Look at Tie the Knot. Um, Mahogany this goes on exactly. Like Saint, all Saintly was incredibly versatile as well. The, so. the reason we pigeonhole horses Very in today's early. generation yeah. is well, because. The, the riches are so plentiful, right? So the Everest didn't exist 20 years ago, right? So there was always like, well, if you want to win a huge race, be it as a Colt or Gelding or Mare, whatever it was going to be, the very fact is you had to kind of be like, you know what, maybe the Cox Plate is going to be the way we're going to look, even though we may not run out of strong 2,000. Now there's a huge amount of options, right? There's a 1,500-metre race for a four-year-old that didn't exist you know, five years ago, so the Cox Plate. So if you were great at 1,200... Now you can be like, you know what, let's take a swing at a 1,500-metre race worth a bucket load for the four-year-olds against its own age. So that's why we pigeonhole a little bit because the ability to have that argument is there because there's more races at certain distance. Now, my first things first actually does relate to what you were just mentioning, but I just want to quickly before the break say this. Peter Moody might have the most intriguing two horses in the country. I wish I win for the exact reason you just touched on and incentivise. 
And everyone I hear, everyone I speak to is like, incentivised. And I was like, you know what? He's been away 18 months. That amazing 2021 was incredible. And the horse clearly has a great deal of ability. But if he's able to come back, go to the Queensland winter and replicate what he did two years away from the track, it may be the greatest performance in the history of racing. I'd yeah. be stunned. It'll, it'll be, yeah, look, I, I agree. I totally agree. But it'll be, it'll be super interesting because obviously they've got him to a certain stage a, few, a couple of times now and they haven't gone beyond that. And I think it's because it's a kicking to nothing unless they really believe he's going to be able to get back to, to 99% of what he was, aren't they? Because everyone's, the moment he gets, he's slightly disappointing, everyone's going to say, well, why would you bring him back? Speaking of comebacks, just quickly, Sir Lucan last Saturday, oh, winning first up. What a been performance, seen what a ride. That was 2021 Melbourne Cup. Adrian yeah. Bott, Gay Waterhouse. Yeah, have to tip the cap. Super performance. And heavily backed, too. Yes, so. they were spot on. And that's a yeah. perfect example, I guess, to, to be pro-incentivised coming back because the last time we seen that horse was in the same time we seen in the same race we seen incentivised. So... Mm. It, it, it can be done, but it is a remarkable training performance. But people don't remember. If they make a comeback and it's not successful, you don't hold it against them. Absolutely look at, not. Look at the mighty Northerly. We remember he came yeah. back for that final campaign, didn't win a race, but we remember him for what he was. What are we remembering incentivise as? He, he, I, can't, I don't know if you the can say the C word. The day I him Toowoomba mood yeah. and made it and he ran unplaced. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You can't, I don't think you can say that we... Oh, God, no. That's what I'm saying. No, like, so what are we remembering about? No. He's a good horse. Yeah, he's he's cool. had oh, one yeah. mighty campaign. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, no, he's not so, a champion. No, exactly. No, no it's fair. I, I think Plenty he, of people will tell you, though. No. Freakish, freakish ability. Mm -hmm. um, and let's hope it's still in the tank. Exactly. All right, let's get to a break. Wherever you might be, you can get involved. 0499 736. 736. I'm going to allude to what you half started with on my first things first. On the other side of this, best bets, crystal balls, and Hamo's taking a break for well, the rest of the series, so he's going to give us the winners of the Group 1s later into the autumn. Ladbroker, on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEM Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. Wherever you might be, good morning to you right around the nation. Huge weekend ahead of us on SEM Track via your local SEM radio network or via the Ladbrokes Live channel. It's all thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbroke it. Download the Ladbrokes app. Make sure you do gamble responsibly. Actually, I had a text message, which you can do right now during the week, uh, saying that, hey, occasionally here at SCN Track, you're a little loose, saying should you do SCN Track Uncensored and put some ad breaks and stuff on air. Oh, this would be a perfect show for it, I believe. I believe the four minutes in between... The perfect uh, show, because Campbell uh, Brown's not here, so we might not get arrested. <laughs> Yeah. Can we, uh, yeah, we'll knock that on the head pretty quick. No, I we're like not it. doing that. I like it. We still got that list of potentials for yes. you. Can we re we'd read those out in the ad break. Well, as I said, if you produce your farm, I'm happy to go on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. First things first for me, and a little bit to what you were speaking about, I wish I win. I, 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 hope, I hope I'm wrong with this. Okay, but I believe Animo will go from here, we'll go to uh, Royal Ascot. We'll have a European campaign, and unfortunately, we won't see him again. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Right? That, is, a that is the plan, right? Moral. Yep. Okay. Cool. We may have, in the last twenty years, the tightest, most open Ladbrokes Cox Plate come October that we've had, because there's no right now. There's no 
I don't believe there's any horse who we can sit here and say, you know what, without Animo, who is the best horse in the country, we have got this horse that probably is going to be... Now, there's going to be a favourite, but I reckon it could be $5 the field, and you could make an argument right now. Now, things change, I get it, but also horses emerge. You can make an argument for eight to ten horses without seeing an international. Maybe the Japanese will be back. They haven't been back since they dominated in 2019. We, we might be... Well, I'll be disappointed to lose Animo. I think the Ladbrokes Cox Plate opens itself to unbelievable possibilities. It does look, yeah, it looks really open, doesn't it? I mean, for me, a big question will be if Alligator Blood wins the All-Star Mile, which I personally, I think he will. Um, but there's that... There's a massive query on whether he's going to run 2,000 metres, isn't mm -hmm. there? So, and I wish I win. Well, you know, probably more likely not to try and get yep. to 2,000 now because he's been so brilliant this campaign. So. And then, like, does I'm Thunderstruck... Go to that next level well, and then finally a year later win. as well, though. Right, so thing. at a year, yeah, you yeah. probably. Well, he's at the crossroads, he, isn't he? Yeah. To an extent, because he, like, you're right. He hasn't quite been able to get that Group One win in the last five or six runs, but he's ran. I don't think his prep has been amazing so far this year, but his runs last year were outstanding. You just want to see him savage align better, don't you? Like, so he's there to win all the time. So there's pros and cons for I can eight to ten horses like Legato, who you were huge on this particular yeah. show last year. Now, uh, last week, again. Still got, she's got to be able to come back as a four-year-old mare and do it in the, the high-profile 2,000-metre race. But she just came over here and won an Australian Guineas. And, like, so oh, I think there's legitimately... But she beat attrition ahead. That's the only chink. But yeah. she's very good. I, I agree. But she, she, but she did lift off. She had to exactly. go sideway. Yeah. Like, yeah. she should no, have no, run by two. And, and I think 2,000 I mean, metres will suit her. To get to a cox plate, she's going to have to lift. But you know Absolutely. what? Right now, she's in the top... She's in Five that conversation. Or six. Like yeah, she, the she Japanese really have been licking their lips. They, I Even think a be. state of rest type, which we saw a couple of years ago, because I just don't think... That's the thing. Yeah, you're spot on, Quinny. And the other thing is you, you've got all these international sales. There's quarantine happening right now. Yeah. Is that We may have not even seen the Cox Plate winner yet, whether it's even fly in, fly out. Yeah. But also the Australian purchased horses from Europe... Um, yeah, we may not we may not have seen. The, I the think call. the Cox Plate yeah. market. Alan Kerr's a really interesting horse too, isn't it? Yes. Come, come yeah. Congratulations, Quinny, by the way. So. Thank you. Yeah, I've uh, got a good record at doing that. Do you think I made the right call with the second selection, Alan Kerr? I, I think that you made the intriguing call. What would you have who, done? Who was gone first? Uh, the second of the Annabelle Nation runners, News Limited. Uh, that way. I, I would. Have, I, I, I think you probably made the correct call. I think Mr. Bronson is going to win the race. Yeah. But I, I do think that I like the intrigue attached to it. And I guess the right call or wrong call isn't determined until that race is done. Well, who, right. no, who would you have chosen? Mr. Brightside. Mr. No, Brightside. no, but it was gone. Oh. It was gone out From of the... From the wild card. Uh, oh, it was in the wild card. Is that card. how you did it? Yeah, I have yeah. no idea how you did it. Okay, there were five pounding. wild cards. Okay, then you made the right call. Pounding. You made the right call. Laws of Indices. Made the right call. Next. My Oberon. Well, you've definitely made the right call. Alan Kerr, which I selected. Yeah. yeah. No, you made the right call. And <laughs> no, no, Fangirl wasn't there. I've gone blank on the other runner. Anyway, Alan Kerr's the right decision. Yeah, um, brings intrigue to the race. Uh, we can often see, the only difference is when I say that is we can often see these internationals perform really well off the plane. But he's not necessarily been in quarantine and is running off the, the, the plane. Zealand he's been here in work at Flemington, so it's not quite the same sort of setup, as so to speak. But. Um, no, you've made the right call. Thank you. I, I tried to half allude to it a couple of weeks ago that I had some concerns about the All-Star Mile and the way the field is put together. And I, I, I guess what I was throwing out there around the voting probably needs some tweaking. So, But I haven't 100% been unreally satisfied with what's happened in the last week. And it's a fickle game horse racing. So I'm not necessarily saying it's anyone's fault. But I think that it needs to look at... Like, Fangirl, right, who, who is the next horse that goes in once the scratching is... So when it goes... 
But they're not going to be really having the conversations with Chris Waller in this particular case. To be, and he's like, oh, we're probably we're probably not going to head... I, I don't know how they that do appears, it. I don't know. I know. That appears to be the missing piece. It absolutely the consultation. Does. Because, Why does your stable you know, not want to support the race? We, it's it's a little bit like you can you could ask a supermodel out for a date, but that, they're yeah. not necessarily going to take it up, are they? So, so you yeah, can't Yeah, no, but then you, you speak to her mutual friends to get a bit of an idea. No, so that's when yeah. you go to the situation, you, you don't ask her. ringing the stable no. and saying, are, are you genuinely... Yeah, absolutely. It was like, oh, I wish I win was in the race for a long time, but never it was gonna never going to run on the preparation that it yeah. had. So yeah, exactly. got 14,000 right. is... Yeah, it, look, I, I think tweak it. It, it, tweaking's right. Yeah. I, th- I like the model, mm. but it's just not quite so ideal. So why you did know? you scratch Fangirl? Oh, I didn't scratch it, but um. but with Fangirl is that if you if, if one comes out and the phone call's made, look, you, you're going to potentially be a wild card, and it's like, oh, we've got the option to go there now because you've got to remember she wasn't in the voting. Yep. You can't expect a stable to make a decision on the spot and say, oh, OK, so they temporarily accepted it with the decision still to come in 24 hours. Yep. Within the 24 hours, the decision was made that so, she wasn't. But that's I, a bad look. It that, is, I agree. It is, but don't... What I'm saying is, no, it's not the no, stable's fault. With the horse, it's, it's, it's actually you make not a decision? Don't, I agree. So don't make the announcement. Correct. So, so change the announcements. Yeah. You drip yeah. feed what you have to do and you can make it bigger about the voting and the horses that are in and you, you know are going to be there. And then as you sort of... Because there's a fair bit of wash comes out because you're is, right, there's a the fickleness of racing. It, look, normally for a Group 1 next Saturday, the acceptances won't be out to say, mm. normally Wednesday, potentially for a big one it might be Tuesday. Why do we need to make that announcement yeah. four days ago? We don't need to make the announcement. Yeah, We really that, don't. You might. You, I think you probably landed on something there. And the other thing is, like... We're in a world where you see dual accepted. Yeah. You know, Sydney and Melbourne, Absolutely. they wait till the And we're last trying to finalise the 15, 10 but days out. Forcing people to make yeah. their decision. And I, I, I think I think legitimately in this situation it could grow intrigue. The very fact is, if we get we're still ten days out, right? And you, you talk about dual nominations and the very fact that we don't know who's running in certain group one races until probably early Monday or Tuesday of the actual week. So if you're doing the back and forth with again, take we'll use Chris Waller as an example, over these couple of weeks, still a few weeks out, and he's like, yeah, I'm not really sure. You don't need to announce it. And then the conversations, this is why the Everest is really successful. We essentially talk about it for 12 months. We talk about the horses that may or may not go there. And the All-Star Mile can learn. Don't don't spend all your bullets three weeks out that could backfire on you. They could still have two slots. I see We're sitting here today it. saying, we've got to get this horse in for next week. We've got to get that horse, knowing full well they're either in or out. And then the next thing you know, come Monday, announcement, and it, it ramps up. Yeah, and I see why they're doing it, because they've got all the whole owner-ambassador yeah, element. Course, yeah. But I think as far as that goes, you just... You allocate a, a number to the wild cards and the owner ambassadors attached to that, and then the theatre comes over as we do a draw on the you know on the eleventh hour, and yeah. you've got this. But run. why couldn't we have done what we did last Tuesday? This Tuesday, that's it's a good point. Agreed, it's a good point. That's that, that's exactly so. my point. And the thing is, with a race like say the Golden Eagle, for example, is those charities are assigned the week mm. of. Like you don't necessarily know who's running for you four weeks out. So I don't think there needs to you know obviously there's the element to it, Hamo, that it needs to be somewhat done. A little bit early, but I think you can still do it on the Tuesday. It, it, it still creates know, enough intrigue. And I think RV have, sh- have, sh- have shown they're not afraid to tweak it. Mm, and yep. I, I think even they would concede it needs a little bit of tweaking for next year. Now, can you remember who ran the trifecta in the race last year? Uh, uh, no. Yes. Yeah, Zaki. Go on. Zaki beat uh, um, Thunderstruck and yeah. Streets of Avalon. Correct. And Streets of Avalon Retired. was not even in the race. 
went around 300 to 1 and got into the prize money. Mm. So they can emerge from nowhere and you still can have those long shots run well, which was terrific because it was a wild card and it was Kiss FM that had the horse initially that was scratched and they got Streets of Avalon. I think their prize winner probably walked away with about 30000 and a great story. Your man, Byron Cook. Yes. One of the great, he's a great ambassador for the race. He is actually. terrific. He turns up High every energy. year to every event. Yep, gets behind it and yep. appeals to the non-racing demographic. Yep, he so he's a great unofficial ambassador this year, Campbell Brown. Yeah. Laws of indices in the field. Annamel doesn't know him. He didn't want to have a bar of Oshin last year, and then yeah. you're going to see the hey. three of them together. Okay, no, well, you will not. There's a little slight complication with oh, that. Oh, no. I'm going to wait. I'm going to tell you after oh, the news wow. what it is. Oh, oh. oh. teaser. Wait, right the there. Best match, crystal ball, and plenty more next, right here on the Aladdin Brooks Autumn Breakfast Show. Let's go down to the Ladbrokes on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. Good morning, wherever you might be, right around Australia, listening via the SEN Track radio network or watching us. Good morning to the Ladbrokes Live channel viewers. Now, before we get to the weekend's racing and some crystal ball stuff, just on the Campbell-Brown thing, he 100% continued to tell us on this very show that Laws of Indices wasn't going to go to the All-Star Mile. And he's now in the All-Star Mile. But <laughs> it goes one step further because we actually all probably seen him last year when Laws of Indices ran in the Cox Plate. He enjoyed that day in the Laybrokes Lounge. He was doing his best work later on in the evening. He won't be on track this year at Mooney Valley. Uh, I am doing some Ladbroke stuff and I'll be on track. And I said to TCN Track, hey guys, get Brownie. Brownie's like, yeah, my horse ain't running, I'm going to go. So he will be at the Ascot Vale Hotel. Now, this is why... It's next to my place, I'm 100 metres from there. <laughs> this is why it's important for the SCN Track listeners and the Ladbroke's viewers to know this. Because he has said, he, if it wins, he will shout the bar. Well, it won't, so he's fine. Though. Agreed. But hey, you know what? Stranger things have happened. No, but you know what? To his... To be fair to Brownie, mm -hmm. is that last week I did make contact with someone prominent in the stable and they said the decision is today. This was last Tuesday. Yes. Or, yeah, Tuesday just gone. It's either Dubai or All-Star Mile. Owners had to vote, make a decision. They went with the All-Star Mile. So Brownie wasn't wrong in the sense that yeah. I think the... The week prior, it was sort of let's head to Dubai. And, that sort of didn't and I know that Brownie was the only one who voted Dubai because he had to try and uphold the work <laughs> he made on this particular show. Uh, so Ascot Vale Hotel, all-star mile day. It's only really a stone's throw from Mooney Valley anyway. But if Lords of Indices wins it, Brownie's going to shout you as many beers as you want. All right. Always drink responsibly. Let's get into it. New market time. You're the man, Quinny. What's the market telling us? You touched on the market and the, the openness and the fact that favourites haven't got it done in recent years in this particular race, which means it'll be interesting to see how the market plays. Well, on Sunday, I wish I win was a $2.70 favourite throughout the course of the week. You could have got as much as $6 about in secret. They've certainly switched at the top. In secret, $4.20. I wish I win $4.60. Private Eye, a $7 chance. Lofty Strike, 9 then $13 or better. The rest of the chances don't end there. Cam, who have you got on top in the, all, in the new market? I've got the three-year-old. My best bet of the day is, and I have trouble with the name, Hamo to help me in the lab, 
Buenos Noches. Buenos Noches. Each he way. Was practicing that in Portugal. Each Very way. Very good. <laughs> Each way. Was I, that at the train station? No. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, I, I, I think perfectly weighted. I thought his lightning was really good in a thousand metre race. It doesn't necessarily suit as well. He, he has a giga kick form coming out of the spring. I think it, my best of the day is him to run top three. Okay. And well, what's he placed price at? $4 yep. the place. There you go. Four, I'd rather take $4 the place than hope that I wish I win. Which is, uh, what, what, 440? Yeah, 460 now, yeah. And In Secret, who hasn't profiled, although I'm an In Secret fan, hasn't profiled as much as and as well as she did going to that Coolmore. Interesting race, isn't it? Because there's a lot of intrigue around the three-year-olds and the mares, etc., which we always see with a new market, but I think a horse like Private Eye is third elect. I'm not necessarily saying I'm tipping him, but mm-hmm. we've already basically booked Animo to Royal Ascot. Yep. We've probably booked Coolangatta. She's just got to get there. I think if he runs top three... He's on the plane. You're worried about the draw because we really mm. we delved into that in the lab. Like yeah. two cluttered up in traffic, Problem, back sure. third of the field. Yeah. If he had a drawn, if he had a drawn, as I said, 15, I'm not tipping. I'm just saying if yeah. he runs top he, three, I reckon you can put if him. If he in had the a drawn 15, I would have backed him. But I'm just worried about getting the luck. He's going to have to go up the inside, and he's going to take off as we know he does. So he's going to have to have an absolute unobstructed run to win the race. If he had a drawn 15 and been out in the middle of track and ready to go. I would have probably mm. backed him, although he wouldn't have been at this price. You're right, he's going to need luck and whatnot, but I'm not necessarily saying the fence is off. I think no, that's really, no, the fence yeah. is off, just there'll be horses yeah, in front for of sure, him. Yeah, but yeah. 12 months ago, we saw you had to be in that clump. Remember, they yeah, just correct. didn't come into it. The race didn't blend and merge like it normally does. Well, so just won the lining up the fence. Yeah, right? so I, uh, I'm with Private Eye. I just love oh, him at 1,200. Tipping, tipping him on top, each way bet for me. Six starts over the 1,200 metres. Four victories, most recently in the Gilgai over the 1,200 at Flemington. I think of all the horses, you can make a case for and against a lot of them. But for mine, he's the most reliable, safe each-way bet. The only con's the gate and getting luck. That's the only con. Use that camera, Quinny. Look down the barrel and say, (laughs) if Private Eye wins, Hody, Hamo, I want a trip to Royal Ascot. If Private Eye wins, (laughs) next week on this show, before Dan Cobby goes to Royal Ascot, I'll read out my wish list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, Coolmore. Uh, what have you got for the new market? You're, yeah, you're look, I'm, I'm with I wish I win, but I just wanted to pose like a Star Patrol become a bit forgotten in the whole equation here. Absolutely flies down the straight. Well, I think three starts, two wins, and a second or third. So um, flies down the straight, willing to forgive last start. Um, Terrific at Sandown. Yeah, if absolutely. The, um, this time last year, he was failing barrier trials going the other way in Sydney. He'd come down and just been a revelation for the stable. And if he can win a new market, hats off to the stable. It'd be a big ask, though, wouldn't it? In oh, terms of the, the progression that he's made in a short yeah, time. I'm just going to have something on him because yeah. I think he's I think he's out to really yeah. good odds. 26 yeah. bucks with the odd surge and 550 the place. So yeah, there you go. it's not a bad bet. No, no. Spot on. And if you're, stable's if you're, had success in that race. If you're a quaddy guy or girl, the best advice I can give you via the quaddy app and SEN track. Have about eight or ten in it because this is what traditionally happens. You have, well, and there's, as Andy said, the favourites yeah. don't win this. Absolutely. Race. So I, I think go wider in a quaddy in the new market. Right, September runs classic. forgotten. Yeah. Absolutely. Was brilliant was in, the in this race two years ago. Yeah. Was brilliant in the Lightning. Two dollars. She was good. I think she's just ridden that little bit close. Yeah. Not, not critical of the ride. It was just under the circumstances, and she just sort of she got there and then peaked late. But she'll improve. This. Yeah, she'll improve Absolutely. second up. All right, Coolmore Classic, the Group Ones for the Phillies and Mares in Sydney. Talk what to a, me. What a Wouldn't fascinating it? race it is, the Coolmore Classic, because who's favourite? A ge- like a, a generation ago, the champions ran in this mm. race. Mm. Remember, Emancipation yep. three-year-old filly carried sixty or something yeah. and beat the beat the older. Hamo, Hamo, because he mentioned her four times just that in the lab. Well, because I. 
but she's but she was yeah. she was before, a freak. before the wave of yeah. mayors of this generation. She was the champion mayor to me in the in the game, the the great grey mayor. So, um, but. But in recent years, it's been second-tier mayors that have been winning it. Well, like, there's it, not a lot of big names it is, lately. It is this year as well, right? I mean, yeah, this is no knock whatsoever on Ana Visto, but she's favourite for the Coolmore? It is six bucks a field. I know, but what I mean yeah. is, like, that's a... As I said, I'm not knocking her. I'm just saying that's probably the that probably tells you the quality of the race this year. Now, yeah. what about this, though? If Ana Visto wins, Michael Kent Jr., mm. he's flown up there with a bunch of the owners. The owners are a group of ex... Essendon footballers. And the strapper of this horse, Anavisto, loves Anavisto so much. She's got a tattoo, he was telling me, just says, love Anavisto. They've all agreed. The horse wins. Bang. Straight tattoo. to the local tattoo pile. They're all going to get the same tattoo and fly back. So Tommy Bell Chambers, very handsome man, will look slightly less handsome with an I love Anavisto tattoo, well, which he will get tomorrow night. Does that include Tim Watson? Of course, SEN's own Tim Watson, because he's in the ownership as well. Then, yes. Okay. They're all doing it. They're, they're all doing it. So it's all in. Back. All in. One for all, all it, for one. Is there any major money for anything? Yeah, Espiona. Could be an M word. Yeah, there has there has been a lot. I didn't of, know you uh, could lay on bet on uh, Ladbrokes. <laughs> there has been a lot of a uh, lot of support. Yeah. I bought thirteen into nine dollars. Yeah, something now like eight fifty. She's got fifty one. Michael D in the saddle. Start. She was. She, I know she goes back to Sydney, but she's flying. She's Anna Visto from the Good Draw. Be a little more bullish. What they a do. A lot, lot of money gate. for Russian Dame too. Going to get back, but just be very really fast, strong uh, late. Yeah, was yeah. huge. And I think if you're looking through that form line, obviously, um, Zoo Gotcha was, she was favourite, I think. Um, she's not she's not in the race and obviously comes through the same form line. In circuits, now favourite for the new mm. market, so there's plenty of form around that. Hope in yeah. your heart's an interesting runner. Mm, good horse. Very good horse. Good first up. Yeah. I reckon it'll run a booming race. And it's been, for a long while, she was plagued by, by wet tracks. And I think she's had to get her confidence back. He's yearning. So hit the line nicely in between runners without much room yep. from a long way back last time. I know she's got a lift on it, but I just think this might have been their, their grand final. It could campaign. be some sort of training comeback, or not training comeback, but a training performance to get her to come back because obviously she won the guineas you know, mm. as a three-year-old. And looked like being a star. Correct. But she's I think the wet tracks orders. just yep. really slaughtered her yep. confidence. And, and, and it slaughtered a lot of horses' mm. confidence, like Espiona. Yeah. I, I think that also the, the very fact we touched on it being a very open race, it is no out-and-out out no, superstar heading into it. allows horses like that the, the dare to believe. that It can get some confidence back and win another Group 1 and should be a you know, dual Group 1 winning brood. And what a great opportunity for you know, the breeders and the owners Absolutely. To, to, to get this black type. Well, I mean, most of these have got black type anyway. But to, to get a Group 1 next to your name or even a Group 1 placing, it's a great opportunity to do it because it is an open race. Crystal ball, best bets and plenty more on the way and... Are we, we going to get into this or not? Top text? What is it? It says... Read it out. Dan Cobby spotted holding hands with a lovely lady on Chapel Street. Discuss. When? Oh. Do we have a date? This is actually the person... Is who she in the Friday five? I'm going to... Tweets in. Have who is Cobby's love life? Do we have a date? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be hard. I don't know. Here's Gareth. Oh, we just oh, walk in. Gareth, yeah, yeah, he's just done a quiz. He's just done a quiz. He's done a quiz. He's just walked straight through. Wow. You can, you can wait here, Gareth. We're going to a break. Plenty more. Wow. Nick Quinn. I don't ever want to feel. Ladbroker on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. 
$9.50 for the Kiwi Philly Legato. So have a little play on those. Attrition moves up, takes the lead from Elliptical Japanese Emperor. Backmore and Jackano late. Japanese Emperor and Attrition. Stride for stride. Attrition just in front. The Philly Legato is driving at them and got up. The Philly, the Kiwi Legato. Say so you were warned, of course. He has extremely extensive, deep and meaningful links to New Zealand as our man Hamo. And you were taking calls. You said it on this show, not just in that clip, but all morning you said they continually say this filly is special and she was freakish. voluntarily over there. Yeah, freakish talent. Um, should have won by a lot bigger margin too other than having to go sideways. But um, look, he's, he's, he's making excuses for a $10 winner, Hammer. We, I like <laughs> hey, to be fair, on radio that morning. Get one right, hey, at that morning it was $15 yeah. when we were on radio, remember? Was it? Yeah, yeah right. that dead set when we were on radio, yeah. $15. Um, but you found Artorias and strongly and very strongly. I think he Oops. found Zach. Oh, he's two out of three. Yeah, he, yeah. he found that, Zach, which turned pay out early. Is eleven dollars for three or eleven dollars yeah. for three? Yeah, and he's got two in got two an hour and a half, and he's back. <laughs> so. in, he's back in a couple of weeks' time. I did, mate. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen there? Is he going to move back? Is he going to say by the end of the month, isn't he? What is? I think oh, April one was uh, what he put on the record after Saturday. To sort so of that's say, April hey, Fool's Day. So we decision. can't take it too. Well, it's interesting. I did find that interesting yeah. to see if he was setting up some type of sort of. Exactly. I don't know Zach Bird at all. If he's a practical joker, yeah. I actually did cross my mind that he's going to roll with something. But regardless if he's back here full time or not, there's clear, as you alluded to a couple of weeks ago on this show. There's a more open corridor right now, and he's going to be in Australia a little more than he has. So our man Bossy has done a, an in-depth sit-down with Zach Burton, and it'll come out, and I've got no doubt they'll talk about that. I'm not saying you'll get a definitive answer, no. but some of the stuff he goes into around the, the, the mind games rivalry with Dougie White, Douglas White over there is sensational. He, he, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. And now rides Burton, for does he? now rides for him. Yeah, which well, is extraordinary. On, yeah, not, not but he used to bail him that's up that's in the car park and say, "Mate, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a proper meeting. You shouldn't be here." Yeah. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? And um, just on the topic, I mean, it's going to be interesting because if Zach does come home, who's going up? And realistically, Hong Kong needs another superstar Absolutely. to go up because when you take away Marrera going, Jay Carr? well. Or does Blake Shin go back? Well, look, all I'll say about... I don't know, but all I'll say is that it's probably a little bit challenging for Jamie currently because she wants to stay and she's flying here and it might be something later down the track, but the Hong Kong Jockey Club don't... Uh, they rarely licence someone for a meeting that's not, you know, a Group 1 meeting and she's being licensed for next Wednesday mm. night as well. Right. How hard is it logistically so, to get back and forth from... No, it's easy. Melbourne. So how, how would you do I mean, it? you can finish a race meeting on a Sunday and get on a 10 o'clock flight that night and you, you arrive at 7 a.m. back here in Melbourne. But you can't do anything when you're there, can you? Because they've still got the... You've got to stay basically in the, well, in the quarantine-type situation. I think no? it's a little bit open now, but it's, it's not like Japan where you're sort of getting locked into a compound, say, two days out. So it's not like that, but that's for the fly-in, fly-out visits. Yeah. I just don't know how long... Obviously, Hong Kong need the superstars to get there, but I mean, they're not just going to let free reign happen between J Mac and Jamie for just mm. random meetings. It needs to be for the big. So, meetings. would they have as much of a premium on a superstar female jockey as we do over here? Without doubt, because I mean, they would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there without doubt, and not just I'll the probably superstar go really female, hard. but but and sometimes you can't pick your own timing. No, sometimes exactly. You've got yeah. to take yeah. an yeah. opportunity. No, you're right. Yeah, you know? but it, I think it's just a great talking point because if Zach does come home. 
Hong Kong's already lost Marrera. They were fortunate enough to just get Bowman at the right time in his career to go up there. They need another superstar because realistically, the way things have happened in the last four or five years, through COVID and other things, you've got to remember they had the, the problems over there politically as well. So they've lost a lot of great riders. So it's sort of... It's, it's game on for them in the next six months. If Zach does come home, they realistically need a, a mega superstar to go there. Big weekend ahead. Let's get into our best bets. On the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast, best bets. Quinny's got 13 of them, so uh, Nicholas, you can uh, take the new pill. <laughs> Look, the planet need a graphic made up of Quinny's, don't we? Doesn't fit, doesn't fit so people screen. can go, oh, hang on, hang on, I'll take a photo of that because I can't listen no more. <laughs> I don't tip favourites. They're favourites because I tip them, and that will be the case in the first <laughs> two races at Flemington. We bounce the ball with race one, number four, shock him over. Won his first two starts, tipped out from a spell, put the riding on the wall with a fast-finishing second at the Valley tomorrow, uh, last time out, and should get the job done tomorrow. Very keen on race two, number six. Burst onto the scene with a four-length length win at Geelong. We'll hopefully make it two from two tomorrow. And I've got two each way. Race seven, number one, private eye, and also a filly. And the filly called Tis Invincible will either race in the Magic Night, which is race four at Rose Hill, or the Black Opal, which is race eight at Canberra on Sunday. So she'll win either, whatever race she goes to. Correct. All right, Hammer. Okay. Uh, well, I've only got one, so and that's uh, on going with Scolopini. So um, I just loves a track, distance, gone to another level, like just about every horse in the O'Day Hoisted Stable. I've got a crush on that team. They do a super job. They're going to be a major force. And because you'll be running the Labrokes Racing Club, like, aren't they the ideal partners up in Queensland? The way they're going oh, they may be. They may be. But like most <laughs> announcements on this show, they tend to come out three or four weeks before they should. What do you like from a best <laughs> <laughs> Well, believe it or not, uh, Zoo Gotcha was the best bet, $1.75. Yep. She's now on $1.55, and I'm not going to back her at $1.55, but I think if you're declaring an M for the, the weekend or a banker, Zoo Gotcha's it in the far lap mm -hmm. in Sydney. I'm going to play the best as... <laughs> you've got me, haven't you? Well, your yeah. best bet, you follow us, I'm not going to back it, though. No, no, what I'm saying, it's the best bet, but I think use it as your, your banker and anchors and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to say the best bet... Uh, in terms of price and value is Vow and Declare in Melbourne. And I'm keen to play Gambari at a value perspective in the size produce. And, of course, just for Hammer, Espiana and the Gilmore. Oh, <laughs> Cuddy, you had to throw it in. Love it. Of course, the Buenos and Notches for me each way in the new market. Nearly. Crystal Ball. Let's do it. On the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast, Crystal Ball. Hammo. You got a, uh, we get the rest of the season off apparently, but I no, dare no, say I'll, you'll I'll, be back. I'll so be hit back. us up. I just, I just won't be here next week. Yep. So, um, so look, I, I thought we'd just have a, a quick look ahead to the feature races coming up because I won't be here. So, All Star Mile for me, Alligator Blood, uh, Slipper. I'm going Learn to Fly. I just think ridden upside down, um, ridden more conservatively will be very hard to beat. TJ, I'm going. Giga Kick, but uncommon James Brackett if it runs. Is and that crush? Um, Alan Kerr for the Australian Cup. I think it'll run really well in the ASM, but I think 2,000 metres Australian Cup. Uh, uh, Quinny, you got a, a crystal ball? Yeah, for mine, this tis invincible. This trial was simply spectacular. So she's in the Magic Knight and she's in the Black Opal. She'll win that. 
She's nominated for a few feature races, won't back up in the Golden Slipper. Keep an eye on her for the English size and the Percy Stikes. For mine, the Rose Hill Guineas, Pericles, the one to beat in the Australian Cup, the Melbourne Cup winner in Gold Trip. She looks a great bet uh, in the Percy Sykes, so that's going to be exciting for the championships. Quick crystal ball for me, Espiona to abort the, the milk sponsorship. Oh. And the other one is an Australian <laughs> to head to Hong Kong in the next few months. Oh, trainer Ooh. or jockey? Trainer, that is. Trainer. Sydney trainer. Prominent trainer. Well, you told in us Sydney? in the ad break who it was. Yeah. So. What oh. state? <laughs> Sydney, but it's prominent. Okay, very prominent. Prominent Sydney. Gay Waterhouse. That'd be that'd really rock the news. For me, I, I think nonconformist is stupid odds in the Australian Cup. Still get nine dollars. Gold Trip won't go there. It'll be in Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> back nonconformist responsibly, of course, in the Australian Cup because in a couple of weeks' time, we'll bolt in. Um, Hell of a show. Got 10 seconds left. I don't know what to say now. Can you give him a yeah. clip about his upper yeah, management kick? Ah, no, Just no, get no. me that farm, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Exciting times. Let's get to Hamo's Ferrari and take some photos. We'll see you next week. <laughs>